the podcast comes out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be shows. When you're stuck with a day that's gray and lonely, you just plug your phone in and grin and say, the podcast's a day away. Except the podcast is right now. It's right now. <laughs> that'd, right be, now. that'd be great if we just ended there and then released a podcast tomorrow. <laughs> oh, but Matt, can you can you do that? Can you just splice that out, post it on Wednesday, and then just pull one random intro from a different episode and just tack it in? Uh, I mean, I could do that like that, you know, just that's fine. Um, just tease everyone. Yeah, we'll just tease everyone. Uh, so, hey, welcome. In. It's the finale. Um, it's the finale. I'm going to start out with with this season with I know I've apologized before, but I don't mean end this season. Like, I'm going to apologize again. Um, the last like three, four weeks, even just the last couple months of, of life has been absolutely nutty. Um, and and I, I don't need to go into everything that's happened. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't need to. You know what's happened, Matt? Life's happened, yeah, and that's okay. Happened. It's okay. And if there is one thing we can impart on the people who are listening, it is okay when life happens to go. I need to take a step step back from something. That's what we did. We needed so, to take a step back, and it's okay. There's a there's a flurry of episodes that that have come out by the time this has uh, released. Um, so you know we, you've just gotten you've just we've just been smashing tours at you from discontinuing on display. But we are not. I, I want to be very clear. We're not stopping this podcast. There's not plans to stop it. It just is. There was a hiccup in the road, um, and this so, was just a weird season for us. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of things. There were a lot of changes in our lives and events that happened, and we weren't able to give this as much attention as we normally like to give it. Uh, but we know you guys are really chill about it and we really appreciate and respect you guys for bearing with us. And for the, you know, some of you sent us some love on Instagram, which was really nice when we posted the, Hey, we had to take a quick step away. We'll be back. Like that was so lovely to see. It made my heart grow three sizes that day. Um, I know that maybe, maybe that sounded a little sarcastic. It genuinely wasn't. It's just <laughs> late. And I myself am tired. Um, yes, and I'm having allergy issues. So we're, yeah. ju- we're just a pair today. We're just, all right, it, oh gosh. So what another great musical reference. Freaking, what is that song from A Little Night Music? Send in the clowns. Oh, send in the clowns. Isn't this rich? Aren't we a pair? Oh. You with your sinuses and me with my tiredness. Yeah. That's, you that's know what's, you unbeat, know what's, but... this is a really weird thing that helps me is I get a wet washcloth with really hot water and just like place it on my face. No, that's an amazing thing. I do actually the opposite. I do cold water. I do both. Cause I get really itchy eyes and the cold water soothes my eyes. Mm. See, I just, it's me. It just feels like my sinuses are just like throbbing and the, the hotness feels nice. I just realized I threw my phone away, realizing I need it to remember some things. Um, um, 
does someone make like a sinus mask like a, a oh a of course they do sinus weight well, mask can i get one of those yes well because they make the things for like the people who pamper themselves um and like do like facials and spa things and they're like like i think you can put them in your fridge and they're like jelly masks that you put on your eyes to like reduce puffiness oh but I mean, that would be for me more than I guess for you. Well, no, because it doesn't cover your eyes. Those I think have the eye holes open. But up a hundred percent. Because I want to be able to see. Oh well, then yes, I'm sure that exists. Okay. I know it exists, but for coolness, I don't know if it exists uh, with heat. I don't. I mean, that that's fine. Either way is fine. It's really just more of the pressure thing. Like, oh yeah, I, that I, exists. I just, I just want the pressure. Okay. That anyway, exists. Chris, what are we talking about today? What we are, are how talking, are we ending this season? We are ending this on a. On a, a weird note, we're not talking about a discontinued show, uh, which is what we've been doing this whole time. Some kind of discontinued stage performance. We're talking about a discontinued child actor. Yes. Um, um, we're talking. Yeah, you proposed this and yes. this uh, very, very, very fun. Very fun. So I was like, what do we do next? Like we had talked about some things and I reached out to a friend of mine uh, named Laura and Laura loves Broadway and immediately was like, I know what you should talk about. You should talk about the 1990s Annie revival with the American-wide Macy's-sponsored search for a brand new Annie. So what happened is in the 90s, um, Macy's sponsored the... So Broadway was doing a revival of Annie. um, And Macy's sponsored a nationwide contest that anyone could audition to be Annie. And they specifically wanted a non-professional they wanted like to, to discover a new child star essentially to play the role of little orphan annie and they saw hundreds and thousands of girls there's a 60 minutes documentary about it yeah um this whole thing it, it was this really big weird deal and uh after a grueling audition session uh they picked a little girl an 11 year old girl if i remember correctly named joanna i'm gonna say her last name wrong Pacity, Pachitty, Pachitty, Pastrami. I don't know. <laughs> Joanna. Joanna. That's what we're calling her. Joanna. Um, there's a there's a Sweeney Todd reference in yes, here. Yes, there is. There's and there we we can gonna keep we can keep going. Um, but speaking of Sweeney Todd, can we just talk about Josh Groban being Sweeney Todd and how awesome that is? I mean, so I fun fact: I was uh, in the pit for a production of Sweeney Todd. Uh, in college that Josh Groban was singing in not Josh Groban was not singing in it unfortunately ah. um but we were on stage so I was in costume on stage as my I had like really big burlap pants that I had to wear really big burlap like pants. like oh, I, I, mean, I understand like, why yeah. like they were like parachute pants but burlap you couldn't tell because I was sitting down but they must have been very comfortable I mean they weren't horrible like I wore like something under it so it didn't like scratchy scratch my skin. Scratchy scratch your skin. Anyway. Anyway. Sweeney Todd scratchy scratch skin. So they cast this girl. She wins. She's over the moon. Um, I have to say she is a genuinely good singer. You can see videos of her singing in this production. You can see um, she actually grows up to audition for American Idol, which is a whole other thing that we'll jump into. Um, and she's a good singer on that. So like she knows how to sing. She's definitely got her own and she's doing for like, she does rehearsals, goes through rehearsals, nothing. Everyone's happy. Everything's fine. And then they go to the out of town tryouts before they go to Broadway. No one says anything. 
And then they're like about to go to Broadway and the producers like call her in her hotel room in the middle of the night after a performance and are like, psych, you're fired. And we're going to replace you with your professional understudy, an eight-year-old girl by the name of Brittany Kissinger. Who let's um, be let's be clear here. Brittany did probably did nothing wrong here. Like let's... no, no, no. Brittany was just an understudy who existed and was a professional child actress for Broadway. I I'm assuming that means that because I think they cast all of the orphans with the girls from the uh the nationwide search as well. So like, just cause you didn't get the role of little orphan Annie didn't mean you didn't get to be in the show. I think some of them actually became the orphans. Okay. Some of her orphan friends. Um, and apparently they were all on, I find this very strange. Cause usually in this day and age, Annie would be, there would be two actresses playing Annie. Like, I don't think there's any Broadway show where one child actor plays a child role. There's usually two. Yeah. And they flip flop. I mean, in this case, there was just the one girl and her understudy. Um, And I guess also it's it wasn't one day after a performance. Let me retract that. I'm sorry. She had gotten bronchitis and she was off for two days. And they were so her understudy filled in after seeing the understudy. The producers went that we want that and fired this girl. And that's what happened is the understudy had to go on. Um, But it then the producers start to backtrack and say that they were never sure about this. And then there's recordings of the producers and the director after like the final round of auditions, when it was down to the final four, including Joanna. And the producer was like, I don't know, maybe, yeah, let's go with her. You know what? Let's go with her. She's the right choice. But like there, there genuinely was wavering in the audition room, but they settle on this girl. um, And then she gets sick and they decide that the professional child actress is better I'm not surprised, but at the same time, like that wasn't the point. And I'm sure after exactly. the show, she would have been fine. And a lot of people say that she was doing fine, like audience members, reviewers, the other actors in the show. But that's like you said, that's not the gimmick is that it's this it's this person that came out of nowhere. It's why American Idol is still going on because exactly. we love the story of this person is not doing anything in this musical theater. And then now she is playing one of the most iconic roles. I yeah. mean, if you ask lay people on the street, they're going to know the sun will come out tomorrow. Like, or it's yeah. a hard knock life or, yeah. uh, I mean, family guy did the, um, parodied, uh, uh, oh, you, you've got um, a lot to see. Yeah, you got a lot to see with, you know, oh, the house is freaking sweet. Yeah. Um, um, like, so it's, 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 ingrained. Oh, no, not you've got a lot to see. That's the, uh, they, they parodied that song twice. Uh, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. You've you've got a lot to see with the other parody. No, now it's gonna bother me. Um. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna let Chris struggle. I could Google it, but I'm just gonna let him struggle. Oh my gosh, this is driving me crazy. I can think of every other song. I can hear it. Um. I think you're gonna like it here. Or I'm gonna ah, like yes. It okay. Here. That's what it is. <laughs> oh my god. So um. So like the performance could be, I don't know, a B, and nobody would care no. because, like, if. If Leonardo DiCaprio is playing Harold Hill, you better better expect an A-plus performance. If Joe Schmo off the street is playing Harold Hill, if he gives like a C-plus performance, I'm like, you know what? That guy just kind of just, you know, he just kind of came off the street and yeah. and, and did a pretty nice job. I'll, I'll bite. Um, I know this happens at my local theater where we've got a local opera house in, in, in Woodstock, Illinois here. 
And we've gone to see some productions where it's clear that this is not what these people do professionally, but it's still, I totally respect them for putting in the work and putting in the hours to make a really, really good play. Is it up to Broadway standards? No, but it's Woodstock, Illinois. So yeah, like just, we have to take it for what it is. So like the point was the gimmick and they lost the gimmick. Yeah. And then I think the production went on and was fine. Like, I, I mean, the big draw wasn't this little girl. They were, they had some, I don't remember what her name was. I know there was a really big Broadway actress. I mean, it's playing, Annie too. It's not hard to convince people to go see Annie. Yeah. Uh, playing Miss Hannigan. But so this little girl gets cast. Um, and then there's another little scandal where some of the, they're in the, like the ruckus of all this, they're claiming that they're firing the other orphans. And they're like, no, all the orphans were on a six month contract. We rotate them out because they're kids. Um, and they are on shorter contracts than the adult, like people who are doing this for a living. Um, and so then that happened. But anyway, then the news gets a hold of this. And I here's the thing. I don't think it was the news jumped into this hard. I think it was Joanna and her family who jumped into this hard because everyone's interviewing her. She's saying the same thing in every interview. I don't get to wear the little red wig and come down the stairs anymore. Oh, um, and, and can and, I read some other quotes here? Please, please. I'm sorry. Like, I feel for this. I, Joanna, I feel for you, but. Like, no, this is a horrible thing to have happen. It, but it's she horrible. But tries oh, to cash in on publicity. She oh, totally does. Well, and like, just so this direct quote. I'm a lot like Annie because yes. I keep my chin up. And then and then proceeds, you know, I just got to try and remember that I'm the real Annie and the sun will come out tomorrow. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like what? What? Like, yeah, on, like man. I think she was the. I can't fathom an eleven-year-old was that clever to come up with that. She maybe. I feel like her parents coached her because because the parents try to sue Macy's for fifty million dollars. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't blame them for suing. I wouldn't have sued Macy's. I would have sued the producers because, like, and their their claim was they. So they settle. Macy's ends up settling with them. So she wins something, and they settle out of court. No one knows what she won, but. Their argument was you had a contest and the prize was being Annie for a Broadway run. And then you took the prize away right before she got to have the actual prize. Um, So we want compensation for damages and for all these things that you promised um, that now our daughter doesn't get to have. But then their daughter goes on all these shows and I guess her consolation prize was, and I can't fathom being her in this situation or the other people in this situation, she goes home and does a community theater production of Annie as Annie. She gets to be Annie. That's her other consolation prize. And I'm like, could you imagine being the other actors who you know she was like, well, on Broadway, like with the Broadway, oh. with the professional people, you know she was doing that, but then you also know like, you know like that she was like, like she's very much an anti-hero in this situation yeah it's 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 the taylor swift um it's me hi i'm the problem it's me but also you kind of like her (laughs) yeah and i guess also the animal wrangler from the show let her keep the sandy that had like been trained to respond to her that's kind of nice so she got to keep her dog which was nice and i think that sandy that dog ended up being in her community theater production of annie of course um, I could not have still like I would not have wanted to be like the Daddy Warbucks or the Miss Hannigan in that community production because you know you know she had to have been and it's probably a like Daddy Warbucks is some like 
45 year old lawyer or yes. you know like grocery store worker that's just trying to do something fun outside of <laughs> outside of work yeah um but then again also like i know community theater people and probably some of them are like oh ooh, i got to like i can i can picture it um but so that surprise um she gets to be annie she gets it right away and then a bunch of professional actors like the woman who played the original miss hannigan dorothy uh landon um and then the original annie whose name is escaping me all gave interviews or like gave quotes where they're like this was screwed up yeah, like, i mean again like i i i the i do feel for them and it was screwed up oh it's why horrible. go through this whole ordeal and and again we're not just talking like this was like something that just broadway people know this was on good morning america and like this was nationally a big big deal and then they were just like, okay, her, well, we're done. And I mean, that, that I'm trying to think of like a, an, an, another equivalent to this. Um, I'm trying to think of like, it, it, it would be like if Willy Wonka gave out the golden tickets and then, um, and then at the end, you know, just as they're up to the gates, he's like, you know what? I'm actually not really doing this today. Um, thanks so much. Uh, glad we hyped this up. Sold a lot of chocolate. Um, uh, see ya. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, even what's worse than that, though, is like, this girl had to go through an audition process, like several auditions to get here, like so much time wasted. And then the time of rehearsing and going through choreography and going through really intense, probably training that she didn't formally have just to get on stage, which probably also caused the bronchitis and like she like doing what she did at her age not easy yeah it is disgustingly hard work and so she did all the hard work and then they were just like and now the understudy gets to do it which i i don't know like i would have snapped that would have been the start of my villain story that i would have become the you know uh i would have become the the, what is it the 75 million dollar man whatever the green Oh, Chris. Yeah, we're going to get the Green Goblin in here. Uh, More like $75 million. Am I right, guys? (laughs) Yeah, that's what would have happened to me. Um, 100%. That would have been the start of my story. Um, And then, to add insult to injury, so she keeps like trying to be a singer. She grows up. She gets to audition for for American Idol. And she gets on American Idol. And then I think as they're closing in on the final, she's still in it. I don't know when this happens exactly. She's on the show. Like she makes it to Hollywood. They pull her out and they go, she cannot participate because she's already like had records drop. And she has a personal relationship with two of the producers. So no. So she doesn't get to compete in American Idol. That's funny. And I, I do think that's one of the things with this is, I mean, I'm sure she's doing fine based on the lawsuit. And again, you make those connections and Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, anyone in any job, it's all about who, you know, but then hold on. She had a couple songs come out. Like I do tell. I didn't know. I didn't know this. Yeah. Well, she's on the soundtrack for legally blonde. What? Yeah. She, I don't, I don't remember it, but like there's a song that, is in the movie called watch me shine. She only has like four like movie music tracks, but like she dropped some songs and like one of them is in legally blonde. The others are just, looks like on TV series, but 
Interesting. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? Okay. Um. Okay. It's a fun little. Interesting. Fun little thing for you there. So, just yeah, I I I I was just baffled by the shtick that they go through all this effort and just be like, mm, nah, never mind. <laughs> what's what's the point of this? Yeah, it's it's the it's so weird to I mean clearly this was a money thing. I, I mean I don't know. It's like they're like, oh this little girl's probably gonna get us a Tony nod. I, I like think the, probably and that's what they wanted. They didn't care about like I think it came down to a money thing. It had to have. They had to have been like this little girl is so superior that like the reviews will be so good and she'll probably get nominated or recognized. People are going to and... be so over the moon that we are just like they're they're going to have no choice but to but to give mm-hmm. us the Tony. And like in reality, in a real world, yeah, that's totally possible. Like she could have had she not won a contest and she just auditioned and got the job, she totally could have gotten fired. That's a real thing. It happens all the time. Yeah. It's the fact that she it like her parents said, you she won a prize. Now, yeah. granted, I think you could argue like the prize is being in a Broadway show and being a Broadway contracted actor. And she was, and she got fired. And that happens. That's called showbiz. Yeah. Um, that showbiz, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope someone said that to her. Like, exactly like that with the finger guns. Yeah, probably one of the producers was like, hey, we really appreciate your time, but that showbiz, baby. That showbiz, they baby. Finger, they, they sent finger guns and their little, like, fax that they sent her to tell her she was fired because it's yeah. the 90s. <laughs> you fax an 11-year-old girl. Can I, can I move in to part two that I didn't tell you about that we've been teasing this entire season? Tell me. Miss Hannigan's Revenge, baby. Oh my God. Yeah, it's okay. So I actually did research on this. Oh, what what a time this movie is. Okay. So, um, you know, the Disney straight Disney straight to DVD sequels where like the movie was so great. And then the straight to straight to Disney DVD sequel was like clearly the B team was involved in it. Yes. That's what Annie two is. (laughs) Um, it went through many um, many iterations because actually it, it it the the official sequel title became Annie Warbucks because yeah, so it technically exists it technically exists because the Miss Hannigan's Revenge thing got out of there but what what didn't change is the catalyst for the conflict which I think is the most ridiculous thing in the world it's so wackadoo I I the whole plot is out of this world and the, like literally the plot stays the same they just pull Miss Hannigan out of the plot and make it technically simpler. Yes. So basically what happens is there is a, a wrap Wait, your which head around are you story. going over? Are you going over the like Annie Warbucks? So there's do a, Annie do Annie Warbucks first and then we'll explain how Miss Hannigan actually factored in. Okay, yes, hang on. Annie Annie Warbucks. Here we go. Okay, so um Child Welfare Commissioner Harriet Doyle arrives, who is a, like a, a I think it's a senator in the original, so some kind of government official. Mm -hmm. arrives on the scene and informs Danny Warbucks that he must marry within 60 days or else the child will be returned to the orphanage. I don't know how the law works, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. I'm pretty sure the government can't just tell a a guy 
that he of of a person who he's adopted that sorry you have to marry this is basically the plot of the santa claus 2 except not santa claus and first of all also isn't daddy warbucks like filthy rich and couldn't he just like say you know what we can make this all go away i'll donate a trillion dollars to your 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 campaign here's the actual plot hole at the end of annie he starts dating Grace, his assistant. Yeah. Like, and I think like there's Grace. Like what? Like Grace just magically vanishes for the entire plot of Annie Warbucks. Like Grace's existence just goes away. And I think Grace is in it. I don't know. She actually might not be, but like the whole plot of Grace and like him finding love with Grace and love of a child with Annie just out the window. So um, basically what, 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 however, what uh, uncovers is, it is a plot by Doyle and her daughter, Sheila, to strip him of his fortune. But, um, um, and, and um, this is my favorite from the Wikipedia, a gaggle of cute girl, little girls seeking parents and President Franklin D. Roosevelt returned to take part in the shenanigans. That, that objectively is a great sentence. <laughs> FDR is so important to the plot of Annie. I I, um, I love I, and I just love the idea that FDR is involved in the shenanigans <laughs> with a gaggle of little girls <laughs> and like this weird marriage plot. So I guess and at the end of the day, like they win. I don't think he has to get married, but I think the the thing is, is he supposed well? So it's also the plot of Princess Diaries too. Is that? I've never yeah, seen Princess like, yeah, Diaries Yeah, the plot 2. of Princess Diaries 2 is that, by, now this at least makes a little bit of sense because it's a fictional country. Um, the Warbucks are clearly in America. Um, Genovian law has um, has this law where in order for her to be queen, she has to get married. And so she goes through this like frantic search to to get get married. And someone's trying to like, you know, of course, you know, make her not get married. Um but then it turns out at the end, she's like, I can just do whatever I want, guys. I'm the queen. I can just change the law. So suck it. And I'm just going to be queen. But then she also falls in love with someone and marries them. Like, let's get, you know. Oh, wait, who? Just Anne Hathaway changes the law? Yeah, yeah. Or... Anne Hathaway changes the law. And Here's Chris my Pine question. is involved, too. Here's my question. Yes. Julie Andrews was the queen in the first movie. Yes. She was actively ruling Genovia in the first movie, right? Yes. I'm not wrong on that? Yes. She is not married. Well, no, she was. Her husband died. So what happens now? Well, it's okay if your husband dies. <laughs> good, I, good to know. Listen, you need to get a consult a Genovian law expert on this one. <laughs> um, Good God. So, the, <laughs> I mean, I think this is a trope that I've I've seen in other places. Like, you have to, like, have a get married. You have to, like, you have to have a partner to go to the dance. Like, stuff like that. Um, you gotta have a, you gotta, have a, you, gotta you, you gotta marry someone so you can keep being being Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. So the the whole so Annie Warbucks actually ends up being like semi successful. Like a school still do it. People like it. It's it's cute. A lot of community theaters. It's fine. When it was Miss Hannigan's Revenge, whole plot, same plot. Leave all of that there. Except I think you can take out the senator's or this welfare person's daughter. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't so think the senator's in. still there. The senator, the senator, the senator is I don't there. think is 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 the villain though. The senator no, is she like is. just the, the senator is still out to get Daddy Warbucks. Like she is out to ruin this man. Yeah. Conveniently, at the exact same time, Miss Hannigan gets out of jail. She escapes. That's she escapes yeah. jail. 
And she has it out for Daddy Warbucks, meets the senator, and they're like, let's become partners in crime. And Miss Hannigan goes full, like, Team Rocket disguise mode and disguises herself like a Southern Belle. That, and she had a weird pseudonym. Charlotte O'Hara. Thank you. And talks with a bad Southern accent and convinces Daddy Warbucks to marry her. And Daddy Warbucks and Annie don't recognize her. Well, and no, then so th- that's the key is that she kidnaps Annie and, and replaces her with a doppelganger. So she will win because so Annie will get the approval. Oh, yes. Yes. That's the yeah. So it's it's not just she fools Annie. She kidnaps her. So then her doppelganger will, which, of course, Daddy Warbucks has no idea. Little red haired girls are just walking all around New York. Yeah, they're the same. Um, I don't even I don't think the girl that they kidnap. I don't think the doppelganger because there's a whole musical number that I listened to um, where the guy is like, ah, you look just like her. And I think he says, we'll have to put you in a red wig. Like, I don't even think the girl is blonde. I think she's wear or not blonde. I don't think she's a red hair. I think she wears a wig. Like, and Daddy Warbucks is like, that's right. That's my daughter. And then there's also a weird song that Miss Hannigan sings as Charlotte O'Hara that you can listen to on YouTube. It's wild. And the thing that like kind of hurts is, so Dorothy Landon, who played the original Miss Hannigan, and if memory serves, she won an Academy, not an Academy Award, she won a Tony Award. If not, she was nominated. I'm 99% sure she was nominated, and I'm pretty sure she won it. Is at like she comes back to play Miss Hannigan, and they're like, "This isn't working. You're fired," and fires her. And then did they just do the same show just without the character of Miss Hannigan? Um, I don't. I think they keep the kidnapping too. I think the whole everything stays. They just get rid of Miss Hannigan. Yeah, yeah. It's like they they change it to where like um, they they definitely change it to where um, like again, you've got some. You've got some, uh, how do I, how do I describe this? Um, you've got some, uh, um, I just totally lost my train of thought. That happens. Um, uh, Where can I help you find it? Uh, 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 you've got like the Senator, like, okay, sorry, back, back, back. There it is. You've got the Senator that's like, um, you know, doing her thing, but you just take out the wackiness of the Miss Hannigan and the kidnapping plot. No, I think the kidnapping is still in it. Oh, the kidnapping is still in it? I think it is. Oh, my gosh. Double check, but I'm pretty sure in Annie Warbucks, they kidnap Annie. I did not read that, but you know what? Because I think the song stays in, like where he's like, they're looking for a doppelganger. I mean, I guess maybe. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Are you Googling it? Uh, I'm not finding it, but also. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I could be. I don't have all the answers. I have a couple of them, but not all of them. Well, you know. Okay. Well, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> now, obviously, I can't say that I want Joanna Pacitti to play Annie or anything like that. She's an adult now. I can say I do want to see a production of Miss Hannigan's Revenge. Yeah, I, I would love to see that. In the same vein of I want to see Moose Murders. Yes. Like, it's the same thing. I want someone to refine that script. I want them to get an all-star cast to do this absolute wackadoo plot. And I want them to lean into the stupidity of it. Yes, please. Like, there need to be takes to the audience of this little girl is clear. Like, 
I want the doppelganger of Annie to be some 50 year old bald man with five o'clock shadow. Yes. Like I I'm want in. them to lean into the stupidity of it. I'm I'm in. I'm in. Like Miss Hannigan's Revenge needs to be a parody musical, is what it needs to be. I I'm 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 in. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Cheers. I, I'm I'm so in. I like I'm 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 one hundred percent. Sorry, I'm distracted by like 70 other things, but um uh, yes, I'm 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 in. Let's do it right now. Let's let's get the let's get the cast together. Perfect. I'll be I'll be Annie's doppelganger. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh man. Leaping lizards, Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> no, you, you have to have like a deep voice, like, "Hi, Daddy Warbucks." I'm <laughs> oh God, that's gonna. I'm your uh, daughter. <laughs> that's gonna awaken so many people to something they didn't know lived inside of them. <laughs> I love this person as your wife. Yes, marry her. Marry, marry her, Daddy Warbucks. Marry her, Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> it's it's Daddy is the problem there. Can I tell you something very very funny? Of course you can. Okay, so um, we have a really great um, Bible stories book that um puts bible stories into um like ways that kids can understand it but the prodigal son is unreadable because i cannot get through it without a straight face um basically so you know the, the plot of the prodigal son is the son like tells his dad up yours and then he leaves mm-hmm. and then he realizes i gotta come back and so i need to apologize to him mm-hmm. and in the bible it's like you know it's like just i'm gonna say daddy i'm sorry and i'm i'm or you know dad i'm sorry your father i'm sorry i'm 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 coming back let me work as a servant yada 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 in the kids book it is daddy i've been bad i haven't called oh. you <laughs> like, oh, no yeah, yeah i can't get through it oh, like no. every single time oh. my kids want to read that story i'm like oh no yeah daddy i've been bad i've been bad i haven't, I pleased, haven't you. pleased you <laughs> Now, now do it. Now do it in the in the daddy in the Annie Doppelganger voice. Daddy, I've been bad. I haven't pleased you. <laughs> so many people are going to cut that out of this. You understand? Should I do it in Green Goblin? <laughs> hey, Daddy, I've been bad. Oh, oh it's even worse. Oh, with my seventy-five God. million dollars. <laughs> God, we're gonna get banned. We're gonna get an explicit rating, Matt. It's the funniest thing. Like all the other stories are totally fine. Like there's, there's no other problems. It's specifically that one. And my kids don't know, obviously. Um, so they're like, daddy, why are you laughing? I'm like, it's, (laughs) don't worry about it. I, I did a, I directed a show with a bunch of kids once it was like, I was helping an elementary, uh, slash junior high and they were doing just a production of Goldilocks on trial. And really cute kids, really endearing. And the day of the show, uh, I was told not, not to put the kids in any makeup. And I was like, that's fine. I don't need to do that. Like, I wasn't intending to. It was just a when I took on, they were like, school policy, they cannot wear makeup. I was like, I, I do not care that much. This is a school show. They don't need to wear makeup. It's fine. The day of all the moms go, can we put the kids in face paint? Like the ones who are playing animals. And I say, that's fine. That's totally fine. I don't care. I was told that it would be against school policy. So if you're telling me that it's fine, then go to town. And they're like, yeah, no, it's totally fine. So there was a girl who played the pig um, and there were the three bears. And so the this little girl who's playing baby bear comes running out 
Um, and she is, oh boy, howdy. They painted her face, leaving big circles around her eyes because she was eight and kind of keeping it away from her mouth. <laughs> she was eight. Um, painted her face just straight brown. And she comes running in. And all I can see is small house of Uncle Tom. It's like this is his, this is this is his Uncle Tom's cabin as you can get. And I grab the student who's like I, I'm working, a college student is assisting me as my like assistant director. It was like a, a thing he had worked like that had been worked out with the college. And I grabbed his arm and I was like, oh no. And the two of us couldn't stop laughing because it was just like everyone was just preening over how cute she was. She was cute, but she was also in hardcore blackface. And I was like, what do I do? Everyone thinks this is normal. Can we put a nose on this? Oh, she uh, she had a nose. She had a little black nose. That's so bad. <laughs> it was horrid. It It was the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life. And this little nine-year-old came up to me and she was playing a police officer. Um, and she goes, Chris, why are you laughing? And I say, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, kiddo. And she goes, I like seeing you laugh because it just means you're so happy. Like she says the sweetest thing to me as I'm laughing about this poor girl committing a very racist act without knowing it or oh, meaning yeah, without to. Knowing. And the parents not even realizing it. I was just like, this is... This is a hoot nanny. Um, and to make the story even funnier, the little girl who played the cop, there was a scene where she had to pull out her gun and hold someone at gunpoint. So I changed out her gun for a banana. Because <laughs> I thought I can still do the bit. I don't need to cut this out of the script. Because it was important to the script that Goldilocks gets yeah. like held up. And I was like, the banana will work. And she had it in a little holster that would slide along her belt. And one day during rehearsal, this cute little nine-year-old girl, the banana went right between her legs and she just left it there. <laughs> and I looked up, so, like I was taking notes and my assistant slapped me and I looked at them like, what? And he pointed and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and I just, tears are streaming. And I go up to her and I, I say, all right, kiddo, that banana is a dangerous weapon. And you got to keep it on your hip at all times, right? Because you need to know where it is. You can't have it sliding around your belt. Keep it right here. Right there. <laughs> but that poor little nine-year-old girl had a, a banana phallus for a whole show, Dang. for a whole dress rehearsal. But, oh, my. All right. I think we need to get out of here. <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> I think it's time to go. Uh, so we will be back um, at some point. Um, we haven't decided yet. We're still kind of figuring that out. But we'll be back. Um what, we're usually meantime. gone for like a month and a half. Yeah, a month and a half or so. Uh, in the meantime, a um, couple things to check out. One, if you are planning a trip uh, to Disney World, Universal, any of these things, check out Magical Memories by Casey Woolley. Um, Casey is a fabulous magical travel planner um, that can give you... Um, he works for the um, Main Street and More Travel Company and can give you uh, lots of his expertise. So definitely check him out, caseywoolley.com. You can check out the Sorcerer Network YouTube channel where I am playing lots of Ticket to Ride and other games. Uh, you played lot. Azul the other day. I did. Yes, did a Azul run. I did a game of another one. I'm right now in a in a in a 
game that's kicking my butt and it's really fun. So um enjoying that. Got what are you playing? Uh, it's called Regicide. Um, really, really tough. Really tough game. A lot of fun. Really tough. Um, so lots of fun stuff like that. Uh, so definitely come check it out and hit the smash that subscribe button. Um, you know, I'm a YouTuber now. I can say that. Um, rate and review us five stars, five stars. You can email us. I'm just going on. I'm just going right into it. Email us discontinued on display at gmail.com. Twitter discontinued pod, Instagram discontinued on display. Make, make sure, make sure you give us five stars. Yes. Because it'll please daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we just had to go back to it. I was plowing through and then you 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 pulled us back in to the vortex of daddy. I had to. Okay. You, well, you opened a door and I stepped through it boldly. <laughs> well, hey, we will um we will see you uh in the next season as we curate some more discontinued things. We might just go back to, you know, maybe we maybe we got some more toys or food that need curating. There's so. a lot of things we can revisit. Yeah. That's totally an option. And there's other things we could talk about. Yeah. Who knows? It's or, it's or we might just come with a 12 part AC Gilbert episode, you know, or episode. Don't our, you know. threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Do a narrative podcast where you can play AC Gilbert. I, oh, I'll play AC Gilbert all day long. Maybe maybe this is what we need to do on our on, maybe you know because because we clearly are on top of this podcast. We should start another podcast exclusively about AC Gilbert. I was going. Is it like so? When I was in high school, we had to do this project. When I was a junior, where we, everyone had to study a historic figure and then get interviewed by another class member about them, and you had to be them and dress like them. And I was like, "Are we just going to start a podcast where I have to research a bunch of historic figures and you have to interview me?" I mean, if you get to do the research, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Is I'd have to do all this research. It would kill me. Oh goodness! So hey, everyone, thanks for sticking with us this season, and we will see you. Finger guns next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.